That's because I've been too angry. Good afternoon. No, 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 no. You don't get to skip out on that one. Hi, everybody. Hi. Uh, I'm Kevin. I'm Kelson. And welcome to the Sins Well. It's It's been been a while. while. (laughs) Jinx. (laughs) Yes, I was just saying that it has been a while, partly because my life sort of fell apart for a few weeks as I had the plague. The plague is not even messing around because normally germs are afraid of me and they've got me. Yeah, hence hence the voice. Uh, last Thursday, actually, is when it got me, and then I've had this plague-like voice, mm-hmm. where I've apparently been doing just sort my... of getting my voice back, but usually by the end of the day, it just disappears. Yeah, I'm like, I'm going to squeak, or I sound like B. Arthur's older gayer brother. Exactly. <laughs> so I had that for a couple of weeks, and then the legislature has just been absolutely insane, and when I said I've been too pissed to do this, it's been because these things that I'm working on that are so important to me... I'm just sort of waiting for the legislature to actually take action and have tried to, you know, influence the process as much as I can, but I'm really just in a waiting game and getting increasingly pissed off every day Mm. as I do that. You want to talk about specifics or? Yes, I'd be happy to and try to not, um, you know, rant too much, but Obviously, there's a lot of stuff going on. There's a lot of really important bills moving through the process. And you always sort of hope that post-transmittal things will slow down. I don't know why I fool myself into thinking that every time, but Mm. they don't. They just change a bit. There's not necessarily the magnitude, but the level of politicking that goes on behind the scenes and different pressures on different bills increases. Because, you know, you're past the get-rid-of-everything all the fluff and you're down to the nitty gritty. Right. So I've been working on this particular bill that is absolutely the priority for the organization organization I work for. Um, it's called Senate bill 306 and it's amending the partner family member assault statute. So basically to make it gender neutral, correct? Yeah. Basically in Montana, we've had a law in the books since the mid eighties that allows us to prosecute domestic violence as a crime sort of distinct from just simple assault. So we as a state have embraced the concept for 30 years that there's a difference between someone assaulting somebody on the street versus someone assaulting their intimate partner, family member, whatever. So we created this law. And from the beginning, there's a particular flaw in it, which is that the definition of partners. So in order to sort of be prosecuted under this statute, you have to have um, assaulted your family member or a partner. And the definition of partner at the end of the sentence specifically says persons of the opposite sex. And so for 30 years, we've had a bill because or there a were law. no gays in Montana exactly. 30 for years 30 ago. years. We've had a law on the books that said, you know, if I'm in a straight relationship and I assault my partner, I'm going to, you're doomed. Under you're doomed. Statute. <laughs> if I'm in a gay relationship and I assault my partner, there is Go not right the ahead. same consequence. Go right? right ahead. Just do it. You're strangers in the eyes of the law. Yeah. And I, you know, we've actually, as an organization have tried to change the law several times and we've never gotten any traction because the right always ends up sort of associating this with the gay agenda. Right. So somehow it's part of the gay agenda that we want to actually prosecute violence and intimate relationships, whatever the, the other couple of days I've had, I've actually talked about, well, this law would just um, allow us to arrest more gay people. What do you have a problem with that for? You know, <laughs> I've had to sort of switch the argument on them. But so anyways, we tried for many sessions to get it changed. What happened to this last year is that Tim Baldwin, have you heard of him? Yes, I, we've actually discussed this on the Have show, we? I think. Okay, yeah. so um, basically a conservative guy, um, he's a defense attorney up in the Lincoln County area, and he actually got an offender off on charges because he argued equal protection. That, right, you know, the law was unconstitutional. Yeah, the and it is. Written. Let's be clear, it's unconstitutional. To have a law that specifically excludes one category of people over another is just ludicrous, right? Especially when you're talking about sort of providing protection in your community. So um, he argued it. The 
um, district court ruled and basically said, yes, this is unconstitutional. The statute as itself sits and is fine, but that particular aspect is unconstitutional. And so what we've seen across the state is that defense attorneys are using that and other charges are being dropped and whatever. So the integrity of the actual statute as it exists is in question. So there's sort of two major motivations for getting it changed. One, because we've always wanted to be able to protect same-sex couples in the same way that we do straight couples, Mm -hmm. but also because it's creating a situation where that 30 years of law is now being called into question and people may be getting off on domestic violence charges. So we got it out of the Senate, 44 to 6, it, you know, had a few people who were in opposition again, but a good number considering mm-hmm. had a great hearing in house judiciary. They voted that in day. the killing fields. I know they voted that day and passed it 18 to two. Wow. Part of why we were so successful is because I was able to secure early on a Republican sponsor who's very well respected Senator Alan Olson from roundup. And he does a wonderful job of articulating why this is needed. He also has personal experience with the issue from um, his daughter was in an abusive relationship. And so he's very motivating on the issue and sort of, you know, convince that committee to like look away from this supposed gay agenda and just focus on what the issue is. They passed it 18 to two. And then in the period of time before between when they passed it and when it was supposed to be on second reading. So they passed it on Friday and it was scheduled for second reading that next Monday. Um, David Howard and other conservative Republicans got wind that somehow this was the gay agenda bill and started pulling their support, including representative Regeer, who's from Kalispell, who was agreed to carry the bill out of committee was then backtracking and saying that he didn't support the bill and wasn't going to carry it. What I learned last week as I sat in the halls of the Capitol for 10 hours a day every day was that Jeff Lassifee and the Family Foundation are working against us on the bill. So they're talking to various conservative Republicans and convincing them that, you know, we're sort of fabricating the fact that somehow the current law is in question and that really what this is about is a slippery slope to recognizing gay relationships. So an incredibly frustrating position to be in because all of this is happening behind the scenes there. And the supposed, the leader of the misnamed family foundation. Yeah, exactly. And the same people who come into committee hearings on other bills and talk about how much they care about domestic violence victims or how much they care about sexual assault victims. And then they're working behind the scenes. They didn't even have the, you know, what's to come and oppose it in the hearing. They're doing it all behind the scenes. <laughs> you know, what's brains, yeah. balls. So the glory, where something. it sits right now is that we were able to sort of um, peel off enough Republican support that we think that we have the votes on the floor to pass it. The speaker um, agreed to reassign the bill to someone who is interested in carrying it and Representative Ankney from Colstrip agreed to carry it. And so now we've been in this holding pattern. They were supposed to have it on second reading on Thursday and then on Friday and then on Saturday and then on Monday. And now it's Wednesday and they just posted the agenda for tomorrow and it's still not on there. So... I'm sort of dealing with the fact that there's this really important proposal stalled in the process because of politics. The reason they haven't scheduled it this week is because they're having this love fest. Have you heard about it? The HB2 love fest? Yes, the HB2 love fest, which is apparently like sort of spreading itself all over this week. So, yeah, they didn't, they voted unanimously. And like every sexually transmitted disease, it's out of control. Yeah. (laughs) So now they won't put my bill on the second reading because they don't want to sort of like fracture the, you know, harmony. But that's when you put it in there. You put in something that's disastrous at that point just to watch what happens because it's a love fest. Well, the Republicans are the ones that are split, though. So Democrats are going to support it, and half of the Republican caucus is going to support it, and the other half isn't. And basically, the Speaker and other Republicans don't want to look bad right now because they're having this love fest. And so mm. I'm just sort of, quote-unquote, waiting patiently, although not very patiently, um, for it to get scheduled. And then, you know, I understand that from their perspective, they sort of want to let things sort of cool down and... They want to do it in the right context when things like are political again, since this week it's a love fest. But from my perspective, every day they go on is more votes I lose potentially because I've convinced enough people to vote for it. But I'm working against the family foundation trying to get this thing passed. And the more time they have to scare their Republicans into voting against it, the less likely it is I can get it passed. So that's what's been going on. I've been up at the Capitol nonstop trying to work this behind the scenes and it's just... 
so frustrating because the whole process is set up to sort of happen a certain way. Like just take a vote and, Mm -hmm. you know, the chips fall. Um, And being in that holding pattern, and it's not the first bill I've been in this position with. Certainly they sort of did it on the Senate Bill 107 on the Senate side for a while. But it's just so frustrating to be not really able to take action on something that's so important just because it's like sitting on someone's desk, you know. And somebody else is being a dick. Yeah. So I, um, you know, I've never had much respect for Jeff Laslefi, although I've always been cordial, but I certainly, um, really don't respect his choice here to work against a bill behind the scenes without even speaking to me or the sponsor about it and refusing to sort of, and the lie about why it's being done. Yeah. And to, um, you know, oppose it behind the scenes and not stand up and oppose it publicly is really very frustrating. So so that's part of why I just sort of hate everyone right now. Mm. But, you know, there's plenty of other reasons, too. So, oh. yeah. Sounds fun. So Love it's Fest. Been a couple you weeks. heard about the Love Fest, though. I have heard about the Love Fest. I don't know exactly what happened, but was, what was interesting is, um, well, there's other stuff that's going on, too. Right. And then I was meeting up with my mom to have a drink. Went to Jorgensen's. Delightful place. Nice. And Galen Hollenbaugh was there. Mm-hmm. And he's agreed to be on Politictic Boom. So there will finally be a new episode oh, of Politictic Boom this Saturday. If you can get him on if you can get on his schedule. Oh, I'm already on a schedule. It's great. Good. Already already penciled in Saturday afternoon. Okay. It'll be delightful. Um I'm bringing him booze too. Nice. We're gonna make this work. <laughs> uh but he you know, this was on Monday night when I saw him and he was like, Yeah, tomorrow morning either we could go down in history of doing something really, really cool or we're just gonna look like idiots. And he wouldn't tell us what. Mm. And then we saw what happened on Tuesday morning, and it was like, "What? Wow!" Yeah, it's still uh, house bills. The are, jury's out. Which were those two things? <laughs> yeah. I, oh, I don't think. Yeah, look like I, idiots I think, or really uh, cool. Yeah, a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. <laughs> um, but it's interesting. I I saw Bryce tweet about how you know if Title Ten isn't restored, he wouldn't vote for it in the end. Um, he thinks the senators gonna are gonna come back with some really big amendments that they'll have to look at. Um, and hopefully title 10 is one of them, but it's just, I'm still going, how did they convince that particular group of people? I mean, not to put it in the most crass way that I can think of, cause I'm actually not, but it's just the most <laughs> accurate. You couldn't convince those people in the proper way to wipe an asshole. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't understand how it happened. I think at some point we landed in opposite world and the sun's actually going backwards, mm-hmm. which means I will not be 40 soon. <laughs> we'll be back <laughs> yeah, to maybe 39. we'll start yeah, backtracking <laughs> in age as well. Uh, yeah, I have very mixed feelings about it. I mean, on the one hand, I really understand political compromises. Like they happen, it's part of the game, it's part of the reality that behind the scenes, if you're considering your options where either they're going to cut a bunch of good programs or you make a stand on title 10, I can see how that's a difficult place to be and, um, understand that probably most of the Democrats that decided to go along with their caucus made that decision. And of course, uh, uh, since I saw it happen, I've sort of been like, well, what would you have done? You know, since I ran for office and would have been there. I thought about what would I do in that situation, and I think it really would have depended on the issue, and I think it would have been incredibly difficult for me to vote for the budget without Title Ten because of how, like, personally strong I feel about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what I would have done because it really – I wasn't behind those closed doors having those conversations and being threatened in whatever way they were threatened, but it would have been Do you think incredibly... there were threats or promises or Both. Both. Threats with promises, you know, carrots and sticks. <laughs> uh, maybe they actually had carrots. Arr, arr, arr. They probably but, had like cookies and cigarettes. That's yeah, probably what exactly. It was. So I, I think that I do think the Democrats were put in an awkward position because so it's one thing to make this concession that you're not going to move any amendments and then you're going to vote for this budget that they don't actually believe in. So that's one thing. But then in order to spin it to the general public, they have to actually talk as if something great happened, right? I think that's the thing that's actually annoyed me over the last few days is I get that the political statement that's supposed to be made right now is that they passed it 100 to zero. And what does that mean for Montana? And we can work together and be bipartisan. And they're being all sort of like defensively proud about the fact that they did what they did. And 
They're like, oh, yeah, and we'll still fight for Title X. I mean, you've seen it all over Facebook, right? Everybody's right. posting, like, this video. Oh, we care about Title X. It's sort of like, so you're in this awkward position of not only having to do this really hard thing, which was to vote for the budget, but now you have to try to spin it. And um, I'm sure maybe to people who don't know the behind-the-scenes stuff that the spin is working, but for me the spin isn't working because I'm sort of like – it's really hard to make that level of a compromise and then try to pretend like you did this really great thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. I'm, I'm see, as soon as it happened, <laughs> I'm such a cynic, let's yeah. be honest. But as soon as it happened, my hackles went up. I was like, something's wrong. Um, and I don't trust either side on that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, something's up. And somebody's either got something planned that we just don't, aren't seeing. Right. Um, I have my suspicions. And one of them is that they're trying to get the, the, the six idiots, I believe it's six, it might be nine idiots in the Senate to absolutely propose some just crazy, crazy fucking amendments. And uh, basically it'll split the Republicans is what I think they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Like, and I, But I think it's actually the Republican Party that's doing it to themselves. I don't think it's the Democrats. I think the Democrats were asked to go along. It's sort of... Um, you know, the in fairy tales, the story begins with once upon a time. But in Montana, right. the story begins with y'all aren't going to believe the shit. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I think that's where, you know, I, where it is. Their move definitely led to like rumors and innuendos all over the place. So everybody's got an opinion about why they did what they did. You know, some people think it's a compromise in order to keep the LRs off the ballot. Some people, you know, all this stuff. It's just like everything up there everybody's got an opinion or an idea or a rumor or, you know, some sort of expectation about what's going to happen. And everybody's sort of like you're saying, which is like holding their breath to see the shoe drop, right? What's really going on? Right. What's really going to happen? Right. It, I mean, so people it'll are be already talking about us having a special session because they don't think a budget's going to pass. So who knows? No, that'll be fun for Bullock. Hey, yeah. it's your first year as governor. Guess what you get? A special session. Right. Which nobody in Montana wants. No. So, as soon as the love fest is over, maybe we can get back to the business, because there's a bunch of bills that they're waiting on acting on, because they're sort of not wanting to stir the pot. And it's like, well, you got some deadlines next week, you're going to have to stir the pot. Interesting. Mm -hmm. What else is going on? What else outside of politics? Outside of politics, let's see. Um, Is there anything anymore? (laughs) We we lasted our podcast in right February. when I was yeah right before I we went to Miami so I had a great time in Miami and then I came back and I had the plague and at the same time I had to lay off another staff person I think I had told you that yeah, I was we had that in the process on the show yeah so it's just been a really rough couple of weeks in my in Kelson land you know um, between this political crap and um, the downsizing of our organization to five people instead of up to 14, which I had a couple of years ago. Um, we're literally, we have about, we have enough office space for at least 12 people. And there's four of us right now. So it's also one of those empty, like everybody gets their own you office. walk around and everybody's and always had their office. office. Yeah, exactly. Now you have a playroom and a workout room <laughs> and whatever. So it's just sort of like, I love my job. I love what I do. It's really hard to make those sorts of decisions, but right now it just feels sort of lonely and quiet and small. And the few of us that are left doing the work are having to work really hard to get it all done. So I'm sure. that kind of sucks. But in personal life ways, things are great. Um, continue to, you know, hone my skills as a soccer mom <laughs> and learning what it's like to have teenage boys in your life. Mm, fun. Um, yeah, this weekend. I remember what it was like to be a teenage boy. Right. Not cool. <laughs> <laughs> this weekend is the vagina monologues. Did you go last year? I did go last year. I'm not going this year because I have Grand Street on Friday. It's the announcement of their season. They asked me to sing. Mm. So I'm there for that. What does that mean? Like some sort of an event? Yeah, they do a fundraiser to announce what the plays are for the next year. Mm. So, and they do it this time of year because the final play is opening two weeks. And that's uh, Legally Blonde musical. Huh. Cute. You're not, you can't go on Saturday though? Um, I don't know if I'll go on Saturday. Oh, I was supposed to go. <laughs> see, here's the other thing. I'm supposed to go see Godspell in Butte. Mm-hmm. And I'm supposed to get back because it's the uh, Easter decorating party. Right. So. You're such a. On are in high demand, and you know what? I I I like the vagina monologues. I've seen them four times. Mm-hmm. I don't need to see them every year. Yeah, 
you know. And my favorite one, the, the favorite monologue is still Cunt. Right. So, by far. <laughs> by far. Yeah, obviously. I mean, I have not only seen the vagina monologues, but been in them since college, practically. But uh, I'm going because I have people who I know who are in the performance, cool. basically. No, I think it'll be great. Night. And they'll be, they'll be packed. They'll yeah. be packed again. I'm not yeah. worried about it. So that's sort of my entertainment this weekend. Cool. Are you coming to the Easter egg thing? I think so. I think you should. Yeah. It's fun. I missed it last year because I was at the Vagina Monologues. Um, I think I will. Yeah. Tom throws a good party. He does. And I think Steve is coming back. Hmm. Wow. Yes. Your friend Steve. For the weekend? Yeah, yes. exactly. For the party. Wow. For the party. It'll be delightful. That'll be nice. Yes. I was just wondering why my chest hurts right here. And I just remembered that my girlfriend elbowed me in the chest last night. Deliberately? Um, well, that seems kind of violent. It's Miss Montana <laughs> yeah, Coalition well, against domestic and sexual Exactly. Violence. I've been telling her that she needs to. So, you know, she's in Derby and our right. listeners probably know that, too. But Jennifer Damia yeah, Bagley. Jennifer Damia Bagley. She's on the Hell's Bells Roller Derby team. And she often has injuries and bruises and really enjoys them. And in fact, a week and a half ago, she was in the dodgeball tournament. Have you heard of that? There's a dodgeball tournament here locally. And she got a big shiner. So she got hit in the head and literally like. You know, that first word is actually a verb. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) She had a big black eye and it's not her first. Since I've been dating her, she's had three. So (laughs) I am like, okay, honey, given the work that you do. What are we going to do about the fact that you're basically walking around half of the time with shiners? You know, I'm like, you need to get a T-shirt that says my girlfriend did not do this to me. You know, I'm in roller derby. Somebody needs to make that T-shirt. And so once again, the last two weeks, people have been like, oh, hey, how'd you get that bruise? So it's funny because she's often bruised and somehow I get blamed for it. But she is a very competitive person. So last night we were at the gym and, you know, um, at Capital City Health Club, you work out there, right? Mm-hmm. Have you ever been to the pools? Mm-hmm. Okay. So in one of the pools, there's sort of this like lazy river concept where right. you have it's to run the, against the current and right. it's like an exercise pool thing. And we were in the pool last night racing. So we were seeing who could race faster around the lazy against Susan the pool. current well, yeah well, against the current <laughs> the lazy susan because <laughs> it'll turn a tray of <laughs> exactly. lazy river pool so anyways we're uh, competing to see who could get around faster and she was like you know walking through the water and literally just elbow to my chest and i forgot about it until just now when i was like oh why does my chest hurt right there <laughs> But, um, yeah, she is very cycle. competitive. That's what's going yes, on. Exactly. So if I'm bruised, it's because she's overly competitive. And if she's bruised, it's because she it's is overly competitive. Overly competitive <laughs> and in lots of violent sports. So. Uh, see, this is what cracks me up about our society. We have this uh, overwhelming stereotype that women don't like sports. Oh, that's and not true. I every single woman I know is like, no, you don't understand. And I'm like, I no, I get it. Believe me, I or do. that women aren't competitive. Uh, I mean, come on. Yeah, you uh, should see me play a board game. Oh, Ooh. oh, do you play Monopoly by the real rules? I haven't played Monopoly in God knows how long. But any sort of like, and it's group probably because you, it's probably because they made you play by the be nice to your family rules, which yeah. suck. The real rules are: if anybody lands on a property, if they don't buy it immediately, goes to auction. Anybody else can buy it. Uh-huh. So a real game of Monopoly is like maybe sixty-five <laughs> minutes tops, right? Because somebody has to yeah, die. Yeah, I played that, point. that forever. I would yeah. love to, but no. Anytime I'm like at a party and we're playing board games or charades <laughs> or Pictionary or whatever. I am so annoying for one, because I'm always like the rule police. I'm like, well, what does the rule say? You know, I know. Right. I annoy myself. And so I try not to be like that. Let me just pull out the rule book there. (laughs) Miss lawyer. Uh, Exactly. And then the other thing is I'm competitive. Like I want to win and I want the other people on my team to want to win and I can be annoying. See, I'd be all, you need another beverage. (laughs) I know. This one's got a roofie in it. Exactly. So, yes, women Having are definitely competitive. So we haven't done a show since uh, Lisa Lampanelli. No. That was the... We yeah. should tell about that. Yeah, that was fun. So we'll tell, the, tell the listeners what we did. So um, last, I think it was November, um, Lisa Lampanelli, who I follow on Twitter, tweeted now out, hey, uh, early bird notice, the tickets are now on sale for my Missoula, Montana show. I was like... Didn't what? even know she was going to be in Missoula. <laughs> Let me go check it out. Checked it out. Saw him there. Bought three tickets right away because I was like, oh, I'll take Kelson and Jen because that'll be a nice Christmas gift because I really do appreciate all the work that you do on the podcast. 
And plus, Politic Boom wouldn't be around if you hadn't agreed <laughs> to do it. Um, and so, we're friends. Exactly. And we're friends. And, you know, and I never get to hang out with Jen because whenever yeah. I see her, she's got some <laughs> new brews and has to go to the ER. So. Right, exactly. <laughs> so I was like, all right, this will be fun. Well, it was uh, Transmittal Weekend, which just worked out really well. Luckily. And um, I just <clears> got back from Miami. Right. You had just gotten back. <laughs> Fuck. From Miami. <laughs> she's like, oh, it's horrible. It's 80 degrees and I'm laying on the beach. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Conference. I actually wasn't on the beach. It's amazing. I thought that all of Miami was on the beach, but I was not on the beach. Of course, it's not all on the beach. Well, you just kind of have this image. Miami is is one street wide. (laughs) Exactly. It's really long. Basically. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) I was near the water, but it was not a beach. It was like a dock. I was like, where's the sand? Oh. So anyways. Oh, well, good. I feel better about it. I'm not complaining about Miami, but I was not in the sun. (laughs) Anyway. So, uh, so is that the Wilma in Missoula? And uh, I don't remember the name of the guy who who opened for her. I don't either, but he was pretty crass, but awesome. He was pretty crass, but he had some great lines. He was funny. Yeah. Definitely worth seeing. Um, I'll have to do some digging and figure out who he was. But then Lisa comes out. Now, you had never seen... You'd seen like a little bit of a I'd performance seen a, once. I'd seen a, like a HBO special kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. And uh, I don't think Jen had seen Mm-mm. anything. No. Because they were both... So Kelsey and Jen are both like, okay, so what's she like? What's this, <laughs> this about? This would be nice. And... Uh, I'm going, oh my God, what have I got myself into? Because <laughs> I have, We're in I know Jen is, row. I, I, I know, and I know Jen is going to be fine. Right. Um, and, you know, unless Lisa really were to pick on her, <laughs> I think Jen was going to have an awesome time regardless. Um, but Kelson is the head of the Montana Coalition <laughs> Against Domestic and Sexual Violence. <laughs> right. Did I get it right? Very PC, very. Right. You can't say justice. certain words. You can't make rape jokes. You can't do it. And. We're going to see Lisa Although I Lapidelli. Although do have a good sense of humor. Consider. Right, you do have a great sense of humor. And Much better than some other people, as you know. <laughs> we'll get there in a minute. <laughs> um, you know, so we're, we're watching this, and Lisa started out, she just dove right in. I mean, there was no, there's no like 10 minutes of how are you doing, da 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 No, she immediately, I think the third she, word out of her mouth was cunt. And <laughs> the first thing she did was like walk up and make fun of the gay kid in the front row. <laughs> Who deserved you know? it? Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. Wait, he one, had a his, purse. His hair was fucked up. He was carrying a purse <laughs> and his shoes were beaded. Not uh, uh, glitter. Beaded. <laughs> beaded. Like glass beads. Yeah. I'm like, oh my God. And we were in the second row. And so although I completely <laughs> enjoyed the show, I was also scared to death the whole time because considering the first thing she did we were on the end out, of the second yeah, row in the main the section. first thing she did is she came out and started like attacking the people in the first oh yeah rows. but that's what she does i know but i didn't know that and so i just sat there funny. sort of holding my breath the rest of the show like i'm laughing i i better be laughing a lot because otherwise she's gonna pick on me you know <laughs> but she was absolutely hilarious oh she was but hysterical I was and and like half well, i guess i was about halfway through the show i leaned over and i said do you think jamie greer would enjoy this friend of the show jamie greer Yes. Who is a good friend yes. and he's a great guy. But do you think he would enjoy this or would he burst into flames? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and it's interesting because all my other friends who work in the social justice arena, it really depends on like the context. So a joke from some privileged white man is very differently received than like somebody who really is sort of part of the community. Right. right. So well, I think that there were some things that she said that probably would have rubbed some of those friends of ours wrong, but most of it, some similar to us, they, they would laugh and think it was funny and whatever. And part of it is because you're not feeling attacked. You know, there's right. this weird, well, and, and actually Jamie and I have gotten into it a couple of times that I, I say, I say the words really don't matter. And mm-hmm. I, and I, I firmly believe that the words are immaterial. It's the intent. Mm-hmm. And if the intent is to hurt someone, it doesn't matter what words you use. Right. I mean, obviously pick the ones that are going to hurt them the most, mm-hmm. but you know, and I like that, I mean, her whole act is sort of, like, not taking herself seriously. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know? So Completely. it's even different than the first guy. Like, the first guy was a little bit more aggressive and that sort of bravado. She doesn't have any of that. She's she's hardcore and, like, in your face and will come after you. But she's also incredibly, like, self-deprecating and sort of... Right. And kind of lovable. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so and that was an awesome Yeah, movie. I mean, she's sort of, like, equally defensive of marginalized groups and sort of... And tries, attacks them at the same yeah, time. Yeah, and but but in a way that's like, come on, people, like let's stop taking ourselves so seriously, right. you know. And you know, Jen works with people with disabilities, and Lisa made some jokes about people with disabilities, and those were the ones that Jen thought were the funniest, not because 
she's, you know, on board with like targeting people with disabilities, but because that's who she works with every day. It is funny, mm-hmm. you know? And if and you can't it's laugh like people at yourself, making gay jokes. I think those are hilarious sometimes because it's... If they're done right. Know? Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> if they're done right. I mean, that's but that's humor. If it's done right, it's great. If it's done wrong... <laughs> Not so much. Not so much. Yeah. No. So no. her show is great and we laughed and I haven't laughed that hard for a long time certainly not since yeah exactly (laughs) so that was fun and then I stayed you came back that right after that didn't you we came back the next morning Mm -hmm. but we did um, if you remember go out and have a few drinks together after the show yes we did go out and have a few drinks my girlfriend was very intoxicated by the time we got back to the room (laughs) you think (laughs) I think all of us were pretty intoxicated yeah Um, it was delightful um, and then the how next did, day, yeah, how was black and white ball? Uh, was, I hate to say it. Cause I, you know, I really liked that we put on something like that. Cause I liked the idea of getting dressed up and going to a ball, but it's in the basement at the holiday inn. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's not a ballroom. It's a basement. Right. It's like, and it's a, like conference room. Right. <laughs> and there's three actual real ballrooms in Missoula that they could have used mm-hmm. if they could convince the people to give it to them for the night and they don't. So I don't know. So it wasn't as good as it could be. The art was really cool. How was the turnout? Decent, decent. I've gone um, the two years prior, mm-hmm. and the turnout was good. But I was worried this year because everybody I knew who'd gone the last two years wasn't going. So I was sort of mm-hmm. like, "Oh darn!" Because it was over transmittal, and so many people were gone. I was really worried about the turnout, but hopefully, plenty of yeah, I think it was okay. still showed up. Yeah, and, and and there were people from all over the state that showed up. I recognized a couple of people from Billings, and yeah. so it was it was good. I don't think it was great. I think our party. Two weeks earlier, it was more fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, and part of it, too, is one of the things that I've sort of not liked as much about Black and White Ball is they have the same band every year. And it's fun if you want to dance to that sort of music, but sometimes people don't, hmm. you know. And having a DJ has its benefits sometimes because you get a little bit more variety. Exactly. Um, so having the live band, you know, nothing against the band, but I just think it draws a different crowd. Yeah, so it was weird. It wasn't as good as it could have been, but it was, certainly wasn't bad. Yeah. So, and then um, Sunday helped a friend with some marketing stuff for her new business and came home. So nice. that was that weekend. That was fun. And then I've just been crazy busy ever since. <laughs> and had the plague. And had the plague. What? Yes. Yeah, tell us about and, your comedy thing, because yeah. that's been one of the things keeping you busy. Yeah, so we started uh, Cow Tipping Comedy. First show was March 6th. And I was um, in bed. Otherwise, in I would have been there. Bed. <laughs> have you been to any of them yet? No. Are you I, coming tonight? I'm thinking about it. You should come tonight. Bryce yeah. is going to be there. Jen Gersky's going to be there. Jenny X is going to be there. See, my problem is on Wednesdays, I have a meeting that goes until like 6.15. And usually, I'm just like wiped the last last week. And um, today, it's sort of like Wednesday is my craziest day of the week. So, yeah. I'm thinking about it. I don't think we it. should do the show on Wednesday. Because yeah. <laughs> I looked up. And my afternoon was just packed too so yeah. i'm like yeah whatever but, but i definitely want to be at the first i wanted to be at the first one but i was in bed so tell us about that um it was awesome so we've only done marketing on facebook and this is how interesting like in being in the marketing business and, and knowing exactly what it takes to do a tv commercial and all this other stuff a uh, radio ad and how marketing works and blah 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 I, you get an interesting insight into things and facebook has always been one of those well i don't know how they're measuring things mm-hmm. um but they have what's called insights and I don't know if you've ever looked yeah, at them. Um, if if you've ever, yeah, if you ever have a page and you create an event, you then can check your insights at how many people like you, how many people are talking about you, what your total reach is. Um, you know, so it was interesting having John being a part of the group because he's got such a big following with the Clintons. Um, it's really, really, really simple to uh, do stuff to get it out to a bunch of people, and. Um, in doing that, it's one of those, how fast can this go? How far can it go? Everything seems to be uh, immensely faster than it's ever been before. And so you get these weird, you know, like the insights say that more we've had, we've had 2,600 people talking about this in the last week. And it's like, how the hell did we get 2,600 people talking about it? Right. So I don't quite understand all of the details, but uh, it's, it's interesting because that's all we did. And we were packed. We had almost 100 people there the first night. We had over 80 there the second time. You know, tonight's the third show, so we'll wow. see what it's like. And it's just amazing. So it's it's And whatever good. space you're doing fits that many people? About 100. Wow. Yeah. 
So I was picturing a much smaller venue for some reason. Well, it's upstairs at the Lewis and Clark Brewery. I haven't been up there yet. And um, it's in the it's a fairly small room, but it's big enough to hold a hundred people. So wow. So yeah, it's and good. What's the setup like? Do people just sort of sit? On yeah. one side of the room or no, we have one corner is kind of our stage area and then we arc everybody out from there uh-huh. and we set it up so that people can get in and get a beer or order. Um, we're still trying to figure out. We don't want to do an intermission cause it's an hour, right? Uh, but we want everybody to get another beer if they need to. So tonight we're trying it with, um, uh, server being up there so they can signal the server if they need to, to get a beer. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting. It'll be fun. Yeah. So good time will be had by most. Hmm. So, yeah, I'm going to put this on pause for one second. Is it recording? Um, Yes, it's recording again. Well, that's interesting. I didn't know I could do that. <laughs> it's still one file. Um, No, I didn't send him on a scavenger hunt. He had to go do photos at the car lots. Mm. Part of the business that we do. Nice. Interesting. Um, scavenger hunt. That'd be fun. <laughs> have, you ever, have you done a scavenger hunt as an adult? Not sober. Completely. <laughs> <laughs> trying to find your keys when you're blitzed is not a scavenger hunt. It feels like No, but one. have you ever... Well, it depends on what you mean by scavenger hunt. I mean, for one, I've done a couple at bachelorette parties. Mm. Is it really scavenger? Eh. And technically, I hunted uh, Bigfoot several times. I don't know that that's a scavenger hunt. I think that's a Bigfoot hunt. <laughs> exactly. Slightly a different beast. <laughs> so, no, I haven't done like a traditional... Like you did as a kid, sort of scavenger hunt uh, for a long time. Interesting. I saw um, uh, uh, one of the posters that goes up on Facebook. You know, the little pictures that everybody posts everywhere. Mm-hmm. And had a picture of Bigfoot's as world leading uh, hide and seek champion. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Like, yes, he is. So back to the comedy show. So like, uh, right. The so like a hundred people. Good, the turnout is good. How's the comedy? No, it's shit. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's actually really good. Um, uh, Carl's been, uh, Jen and Bryce were there last week, Mm -hmm. and um, everybody really liked it. It's an hour where you're going to come in. You are going to laugh. I'm not saying it's going to be perfect all the way through. We haven't had any mistakes yet in the show. Had plenty in rehearsal, but we haven't had any in the show. But we've only done two shows. There are going to be mistakes in the show. What would be a mistake when it's Just jokes that don't work, things that fall flat. You know, and and it's going to happen. That's that's part it's of improv. how right, exactly. That's part of how improv that works. The second city, right? And people don't think that. People see, you know, because of course they see a produced television show. Like whose line is it anyway? Is really easy to point point to if people want to know what's going on because it basically is who, whose line is it anyway. Um, but whose line is it anyway? What they don't see is for a half hour show, and actually they do they play improv games for eight hours, and then they get from that four shows. Right. Well, four shows. That's clips. Ex- exactly. You know, so you get four shows in eight hours. Mm-hmm. A-, a show's only 22 minutes long. How much did they cut out? Mm-hmm. Quite a bit. You know, we're doing it live. We don't get to cut any of it out. Right. It's going to fail. There's going to be a moment where something just falls <laughs> flat. Yeah. And everybody's going to go, oh, <laughs> that mm-hmm. was horrible. Mm-hmm. And we're going to agree. <laughs> and then we're all going to have a little sip of our beer. Right. And we're going to move on with our lives. <laughs> exactly. But that hasn't happened yet. Has not happened yet. Mm-hmm. I knock like, on wood, but it will have happen it not at be some me. point. Have it not Except, be me. Oh, no. Psh. <laughs> I've failed several times. Um, but when I started improv uh, 150 years ago mm-hmm. in Arizona, um, you know, I I was actually the the shortest. You had to go to the school. It was I was part of the oxymorons, and they had classes on Monday, and then the shows were on Friday, and then they had rehearsals for people that were in the show on Wednesday. And I went to my first class on a Monday, and then the next Monday I showed up, and they asked if I wanted to uh, be in the show that Friday, mm-hmm. or be in the show that weekend. It was for Saturday, and I said yes, and they said okay, we'll come to rehearsal tomorrow or on Wednesday, and then come watch the show on Friday, and you can be in it on Saturday. And I didn't think anything of it. I thought, mm, it's like, whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, so Friday night, I'm watching the show, and it was being, uh, you know, it was hysterical because I had only seen one show at this point. I'd seen one show before that when I decided I wanted to take the classes. I wanted to see what it was all about. So I was mm-hmm. like, oh, well, this is great. Then I saw the show, and it was still great. It was really fun. And everybody was having a good time, and they all went out for drinks afterwards. And uh, one of the people that was in the troupe, she was the director of the next night. 
And she's my friend, Leslie, who I adore. She did our logo, by the mm-hmm. way. And um, <laughs> she goes, so you're in my show tomorrow. And I was like, yep, it's my first show. And she goes, how long have you been in class? I'm like, two weeks. She goes, I hope you fall on your ass. <laughs> you got to learn. Exactly. Well, but I was like, what's that about? And she had, I guess she had been in class for, and she'll tell me if I'm wrong. She listens to the podcast. I think she'd been in class for like six months before she got asked to be mm-hmm. in. And Better. she had been in, she was one of the fastest students to be asked to be in the class. What made you so special? Fuck if I know. I, I really don't, because I don't think I'm any funnier than uh, than the <laughs> teammates that I had in the Oxymorons. In fact, many of them are so much funnier than I am. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were really a brilliant group of people. So, um, you know, the, my background with improv is, you know, extensive and... But I've failed many times. There are many times when jokes don't work. And there are many times when you try to break a rule. Like, you know the rule, and then you can break it in interesting ways to do something that's completely unexpected, um, even by your peers. And sometimes that works, and sometimes it doesn't. Mm-hmm. And I've had that fail on me. So it's like, mm-hmm. well, tried it. Ha <laughs> Exactly. So, you know. It's kind of like when we talked about the um, show that you were in this fall that when you do fail in that moment, you sort of have to just keep going and not oh yeah, freak out and have each other's backs and whatever. Yeah. And, and improv is all about trust and people don't get that. It really is about trusting that somebody is going to make it a strong choice and they're going to be obvious enough with it that you're going to be able to follow them and make a strong counter choice, you know, to do something. Cause it's all games. I mean, you're playing games, but you have to be on your toes for it. Cause mm-hmm. otherwise it just isn't funny. So, Hmm. Um, it's nice to do the show in a brewery. Oxymorons was a family show, so we couldn't swear. <laughs> it was really hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, it was just one Swearing of those things. Is so much more fun. Exactly. I choose these words for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, but it can be a crutch. I'll be the first to admit it. It becomes a crutch. It's, it's easy to use a swear word rather than go digging through your vocabulary to use something that's accurate and, and explains it in the same level. Mm-hmm. Uh, what? Whatever. I'd rather just use the swear word. <laughs> I'm lazy. It's accurate. Moving on. <laughs> um, but, you know, we're performing in a brewery. The first night we did have a couple of kids there. The one gal came in. She had a five-year-old. So we did have to, right off the bat, I'm like, hmm. And I looked at the mother and I was like, you know, we're going to try. I'm not making any guarantees. <laughs> um, but we were fine. And then she, she was only there for a few minutes because she had to leave. And I was like, oh, thank God. And they said, the kid's gone. And I was like, great. The fucking kid is gone. And I was like, there's another kid. There's a 10-year-old in the back. And it was Sarah Scott's kid. And I was like, send him out. <laughs> <laughs> we got a fucking show to do, people. <laughs> so it's been, it's been very fun. Are and you I'm guys doing it every week? Yeah, every Wednesday until Memorial Day. Wow. And then we're going to take the summer off. And then we'll be back after Labor Day. Nice. It'll be fun. Well, yeah, I should. I would really like to see it. And my meeting gets done around six fifteen. So no, and you can zip over there. Parking is a bitch. Late stragglers. Oh yeah, I hate the parking there. Yeah, especially with all the people you're drawing in. I know. Like I have to go pick up my dad at four thirty and take him to the brewery early because mom's going to meet him there at five. But they can't find parking otherwise, mm-hmm. and dad with a mess, he can't walk that far. Yeah. Plus, he's got to walk up the stairs inside. Hmm. So it's interesting. Interesting. So it'll be fun. It will be fun. And it'll be a great show. I'm not worried about it. It'll be fun. Are you having fun with it? I am. I am having fun with it. It's a lot more work than I remember. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and part of it is I've been directing the shows. Like this is my third. This is our third show. It's also the third one that I've directed. And we're going to hand the directing off next week. John is doing it. The week after that, James is doing it because I'm gone. So they have to have somebody else do it. What's entailed with directing? Like figuring out what well, you, skits or games you're going to do? or what? Yeah, and you have to control. The thing is, is with uh, the way improv works. Everybody on the team and the, and the group has has to have a good connection with everybody else in the group because they have to work together. Mm-hmm. But that means they don't extend that connection out to the audience necessarily. In fact, in most cases, they don't. They don't have the energy for it. It's not a safe place for them to be mentally, so they just don't do it. Uh, the director has to. The director has to connect the audience to each of the games, to each of the players, and keep that connection going. Especially because when things fail, rather than letting the ab- audience abandon you, the, the director has to pull them back. So the director has a lot of stuff that goes on that has nothing to do with anyone else, but has everything to do with everyone. So mm-hmm. it's it's very, it's more work than people think. 
And um, I don't think they realize what they're getting into yet. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be fun to watch. I can't (laughs) wait to play the games, which I'm excited about because I haven't gotten to play them for three weeks. I'm like, I have a line I really (laughs) want to use. (laughs) So you're basically the facilitator. Yeah, but I still get to be funny. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I, I introduce the show, I, I introduce what we're doing, what it's about, how it works, get the audience kind of revved up. And then I'm the one who ends each scene because the actors don't know if it's failing. Right. <laughs> so I get to end it and then introduce the next one. So I get a little chance to have a little chat with the com- with the people there. So, mm-hmm. hmm. so it's good. Very it's interesting. Fun. You should come. I should. It's not as funny as Lisa Lampanelli, but it's not far, far off. Yeah, but... And, it, and it's five bucks going on and here. It's five bucks. <laughs> and you know, it was three bucks. We're raising our rates. You know why? Enough. I have five bucks in my pocket. You know why we're raising our rates to five bucks? Because I'm tired of giving change. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> three bucks smart. is annoying. Five bucks. Everybody's <laughs> either got ones or fives. Fuck yes. it. So, so that's what we're doing. So nice. that's tonight. Cow tipping every Wednesday at the Lewis and Clark Brewery. It's fun. And then I think what we'll probably do is be booked for some private gigs. You know, people want to have something entertaining at an event. Mm -hmm. And And how many of you are in the troop? Seven and I think an eighth person is joining us in a couple weeks. Wow. She's been to rehearsal a couple of times, so she'll be in one of the first shows. Are you still rehearsing often? Yeah, we we rehearse on Tuesday nights. So it's weird because my nights are now full because Monday night is choir. Tuesday night's rehearsal for cow tipping. Wednesday is... Of course, cow tipping. Uh, Thursday this week, I've got rehearsal at Grand Street. Friday, I've got a Grand Street performance. Saturday, I've got to go see Godspell, or I've got to go see the Vagina Monologues, and I've got to decorate eggs. I don't know. It's like Sunday's going to roll around. I'm going to be like, you know what? I'm going to bed. <laughs> you just keep yourself busy all the time. And But I'm not. What's I swear to God, I have nothing going on, and then I turn around, and my week is full. <laughs> um, just a couple of things. I have a couple of grants. I have to finish out one for the show with the Greater Montana Foundation. Mm-hmm. Um, one for this show? Mm-hmm. Wow. This one, one for this one, one for politics, boom, both. Um, what, like, what are the context of the grants? Um, Greater Montana Foundation is uh, interested in doing, uh, in supporting media and new media production in Montana. Wow. So, and we've now been gone going for a year. So, Great. Um, it should be one of those things where they just go, this is awesome. We'd, we'd actually like to fund you a little bit. Nice. That'd be nice. So, um, that'll be, we'll see. You know, I applied for them last year. didn't get a damn thing. Mm-hmm. Um, did get some work out of it because I'm redoing that website. But <laughs> <laughs> And I'm just, you know, working, trying to get everything done. I think I finished one Is web sports project. sports done? Nicely. Sports is done. Basketball has ended. So if uh, what's funny, bas- <laughs> sports is over because basketball ended. And today was the announcement of the football season. <laughs> Of course. <laughs> I'm like, but you have until August football to season. deal with that, right? No, no. I've got so much to do to get ready for it. Like the day the first game starts, if I don't have most everything done by then, I'm kind of screwed. So, But technically games don't start till then. Right. Yeah. Games don't start. I think the first one is August 26th or 25th, mm-hmm. the last weekend of August, right before Labor Day. It'll be fun. Yeah. It'll be one of those, woo. Good times will be had by most. <laughs> and you still have to figure out all that technology stuff. Yeah, but that's what I'm going to Vegas for week after next. Vegas? Yes. National Association of Broadcasters has their big convention down there. And I went last year, and I went five years ago now. And the one five years ago was interesting because they were just starting to get into talking about new media and the web and, and how it was going to work. And, blah, blah, blah. and it was okay, but it wasn't great. Mm-hmm. I mean, I got some good information, but wasn't a ton of stuff. Last year was phenomenal for the amount of information that I got. And I really didn't think that this year was going to be as good. But we've run into so many technical glitches with things that we're using and things that people are telling us does work and we can't get proof. Like, mm, great, you tell me it works, but I can't see it. Um, and they're all going to be down there. And I'm the prick who goes, okay, I'll be down there. And you're going to show me from from off to working mm-hmm. how this works. Nice. So I've got meetings set up and... You know, so I'll be, I'll be in Vegas. In the first three days I'll be in Vegas, I think I have 16, 18 hours of meetings. In those days, I'm like, great. How long are you going? Uh, I'm going from the 6th through the 14th. Nice. Yes. Well, the, the thing is, the convention actually goes the 6th through the 11th, or the 7th through the 11th. It ends on Thursday. But on Friday night, 
in Vegas. Mm -hmm. Garbage is playing at the Palms. Nice. And so my friend Susie Wilkins is flying down as well. That She's going to fly down on Thursday, stay in the same hotel. She's like, can I stay in the hotel? And I was like, absolutely. So (laughs) she's staying in my hotel room, and we're going to go see Garbage on Friday night. And, you know, so Friday day, basically what we're going to do is get up late, go to breakfast, then start drinking. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and walk slowly to the palms. Maybe sit in the sunshine for a little bit. Oh yes, I'm not doing a damn thing on Friday. I am. I'm. I'm punishing my liver mm. for my 40th birthday <laughs> again. <laughs> well, and because you didn't get any sunshine last time, so I know it was fucking cold. Yeah, so it'll be nicer. Anyway. Exactly. I'm not taking a book, but uh, yeah. So that's what I'm doing, and then we're gonna go see garbage perform, and then she flies back out on Saturday. I fly out on Sunday. Nice. So it'll be nice. I'll have a couple days where I'm not really doing anything. Perfect. It'll be nice. It'll be great. I'm looking forward to it. Nice. And I was thinking, well, maybe it's too expensive to fly down and maybe I'll just drive. But no, driving would be like $400 in gas. I'm like, (laughs) no, I can fly and get a hotel for like 600 bucks. I'll be fine. (laughs) (laughs) Well, good, good. I don't go anywhere for a while. Anything new in your world? Just everything I've talked about. Uh, Nothing really new. The capital. Yeah. I'm ready for uh, spring. I am too. It's the first day of spring. It is. And uh, many people were shoveling snow. I'm ready to be outside. I'm ready. You know, surviving Montana winters. Like this winter was nothing compared to most winters of my youth. But. Yeah, we um, didn't have the two weeks of like negative 20s that we got last year. No, even. and even just not that much snow. I mean, we had snowy days, but. Oh, I, I don't know. I think our overall snowfall is actually up because we had those two big snowstorms in like November. Right. I guess I just have memories of much worse winters. So, yeah, my but context you also, is those that... memories you were much shorter. So, <laughs> yeah. a foot of snow was more impressive. True. <laughs> but uh, each winter, I am so thankful when spring comes because I love living here in the spring, summer, and fall. But winters are long. Winters are tough. Yeah. So and I'm, we don't really I'm get a fall. That. Last year we didn't get one. It was it was summer. It was summer. It was Indian summer. It was winter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm just looking forward to getting through the next month. And the legislative session will pretty much be done by then. Is it just one more month? Are they done April 1st? No. No, April or no, April no, 30th? No. But they're done. Yeah, they're done at the end of April. But most things happen except for the budget by mid-April. Because all the various deadlines have passed by then. Ah. Uh-huh. So what you're left with is study resolutions, legislative referenda, and the budget. Those last two weeks. So by this time next month, things will be pretty much done for me. And in fact, I will be going to Seattle for a few days and then Salt Lake City and then New Orleans and then Denver. All in about three and a half weeks. Time. <laughs> so um, after a month, I will have my life back. I will be traveling again. I will have time to see my girlfriend. I'll have time to, you know, go for a walk. All the things that I don't do during the legislative session. Nice. So I'm excited That'll be good. for that. That will be awesome. Yes. Well... I think that's it. Let's get on to the other things. All right. All right. I hope you all enjoyed this. Kind of rambling. Yeah, it was was good to catch up. We didn't actually talk about really anything political today. You know why? Because we don't need to hear me rant like that just yet. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's interesting, though, because during the session, we've, like, talked about ourselves. We've talked about some of the Montana legislature stuff, but we haven't even gone to sort of what happens beyond our immediate no fear. Well, and it's it is interesting, but there's the other part of it. it. We've got some things that are coming up that I think mm-hmm. are going to be very worth talking about. But right now, I'm afraid that if I open my mouth, I could jinx them in ways that right. I just don't feel as productive. Sort of like I jinxed Senate Bill 306 by talking about it. Is that what you're saying? No, I don't think you <laughs> jinxed it because you talked about you know what's actually going on. I'm talking about stuff that is still so up in the air. And nobody knows what's going on. Even the people that are sponsoring it and talking about it, and always have no idea. Right. So. It's very much a, I'm just going to hold off before I start berating people, but I have plenty of things to berate people over. <laughs> well, next time we'll be more berating. Oh, yes. We get to talk and about... And we, we can talk, talk about, about some, about like, national fields. politics or something. Mm. Ooh. Yeah. That'll be fun. All right. For now, we'll hold our tongue. <laughs> 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 Bye. Ciao.